Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. I brought my staff. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, I'm just going to tell you that I, uh, I battled this this week, and I had about two or three sermons laying out there and praying and saying, God, which one of these do you want? And, uh, you know, he does sometimes things that we don't expect him to do, and, and he said, I don't want neither one of them. But I want you to reminisce. So tonight, by the Lord's help, I, I don't know, I just, uh, I feel like the Lord has spoke to me to uh, revisit a message years ago. And I felt like that a lot of people probably in here has never heard it. And, and I'll probably preach it different. You know, you can preach the same sermon twice and never preach it alike. And uh, I just felt like that God was moving on me that somebody was in need of this message tonight. So how many is going to help me preach? Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I've kind of, by the help of the Lord and prayer and a lot of things, kind of worked my way past the nervousness and the fear now again in the last... You know, been almost six years since heart surgery. And uh, kind of worked my way through that by the help of the Lord and your prayers and my wife's prayers. Thank God for my wife. I don't know what I would do without her because she is my help meet. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. She's uh, my right hand, if I could say it. And... Uh, through all of this and through all of the heart surgery and all of that, the things that you didn't see, she saw. Because she was by my side for nine days, would not leave. And uh, I thank God for her. She's a blessing, been a blessing. A good mama, a good grandma, a good great-grandma, a good wife. And uh, I appreciate her. I want, want you to know that. Hallelujah, dear, that I appreciate you. I'm going to be turning to Genesis Chapter number 22, I know pastor has touched on this several times, but I'm going to revisit it and, and uh, talk about it and feel like I got something to say and uh, something to encourage again and strengthen maybe something you're going through. Amen. Genesis chapter number 22 and starting verse number 1, I'll, I'll be reading verse 1 and 2 and then jump, jumping down to verse 7. And it came to pass after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, and he said, Behold, here I am. And he said, Take now thy son, thy only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest. Ah, whom thou lovest. Everybody said, Whom thou lovest. And get thee into the land of Moriah. And offer him. Somebody say offer him. 
Therefore, a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. And drop down to verse number 7. And Isaac spake unto Abraham his father and said, My father, he said, Here I am, my son. He said, Behold the fire and the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? And Abraham said, My son, God will provide himself a lamb for a burnt offering. So they went, both of them together. And they came to the place which God had told him of, and Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound Isaac his son and laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. And he said, Lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know that thou fearest God, seeing that thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the word of God because it's ever settled in heaven. Lord, and no matter how many times we turn to the story, God, there's something that you can say to us in this story. I pray that God tonight, that people that have been through things, Lord, maybe even going through it right now, Lord Jesus, that you would touch them and encourage them and strengthen them by the word tonight. Oh, hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, Lord, let the anointing flow through me, God. And let it flow on to them, God. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. And you can be seated. I want to preach to you tonight on this subject, the ram part. The ram part. And I want to just relate story to you from my own self tonight of something God has done and I could just I could stand here and tell you story after story of how God has moved in my own life and miracles that he's done in my life but I want to recant one of those it was January the 19th 1995 and I know there's some in here that's battling this same thing that I battled I had been battling high triglycerides for three to four years. But now they had reached a dangerously high of 1187. My strength was dwindling day by day. I went to work, barely making it through the day and coming home, hitting the couch because that's all I could do. No strength left. Something had to change. God had to do something. 
Amen. And when you work the power plant, you walk several miles a day. Um, when you're in maintenance, you, you, you walk a lot, climb a lot of steps, do a lot of climbing and this and that. Pastor Kenny Carpenter was preaching at that time at South Gibson for a few nights, and our family decided to go on this Thursday night. And I never will forget this as long as I live. Uh, Brother Carpenter preached, warning, it's only a test. And on Friday night, I worked that day, and on Friday night, the 20th of 1995, I was too weak to attend after working all day, so my family went on without me. It was my weekend to work, so I knew that Saturday was coming and Sunday was coming, and then I was going to preach Sunday night. Somebody was going to preach for me on Sunday morning, and I knew that I needed the strength. So my family went without me, and Brother, Brother Carpenter come to Sister McGee after the service, and he told Sister McGee, he said, I want you to go home and tell Brother McGee there is a miracle on the way. Hallelujah. On Saturday, I went to work on the 21st, and the Lord woke me up with a song in my heart. You better look out, Satan, look out. And it was it just, I, I sung it all day long. And I didn't only see it, sing it, but I felt it. Anybody ever felt the song? Glory. I was feeling the song. And the more I sung it, the more I felt it. I felt strength come to my body that I hadn't felt now for so long. And uh, in fact, I felt good all day long. And I had to work Sunday, so somebody else preached in my place on Sunday. And Sunday night I was there, and, and uh, we had a blowout service. There was no preaching. God moved in just a great way. And on Monday the 23rd, I was to be at St. Vincent, St. Mary's back then, but St. Vincent Hospital for four hours of testing. And uh, the Lord put Brother Carpenter's message on my heart that morning when we got up. And, and it kept coming to me and ringing my ears, warning, it's only a test, warning, it's only a test. And, of course, my wife is um, a little bit on the worrywart side. She worries about everything. I tell her, you don't have to quit that, you know, but she still is dealing with God, and you know, and he with her, and it's still there, but maybe not as bad. And she was worried because all she could think about was both of my parents had cancer. They died with cancer. And so that was what was on her mind, and we were walking into the hospital that morning, and I, I told her, I looked at her, and I said, Dear, quit your worrying, because I feel like this is only a test. But uh, I noticed that during the test, they kept coming out to me. They, they, they'd call me in, and it was, I don't know, every half hour, every hour, they were, they were calling me back, and and uh, they were giving me something, and, and uh, they'd come out and they'd say, uh, are, do you need to come back and lay down, or you, know, are you, you tired, or are you feeling bad, or feeling sick, or anything? And I said, no, no, I'm fine. And I thought, what is the deal here, you know, keep coming, but I'm not sick, I'm, I'm feeling great. 
So I found out later that I was supposed to get sick. But I didn't get sick. Oh, isn't this just like the Lord? It was only a test. And I say that to kind of place this in my message because there was a ram that was caught in the thicket. Glory. There was a ram that was waiting in the wing to make the sacrifice for me. Everybody said for me. And he took the sickness and he gave me the healing. Come on. I'm going to tell you, God will do the same for you. He's done it in my lifetime after time. I've seen him do it. At three years old, I should have been dead. I should have, should have not ever been you know, here, but God seen fit. And here I am. And mama always told me, one day, son, you're going to be a preacher. And I tried my best to make a lar out of mama, but she was right. I fought it for 37 years before I give in. And then it was my pastor that called me in. He wanted me to take the youth, and I took the youth, and, and I was already Sunday school teacher, and I taught different classes. I taught smaller children. I taught teenagers. I taught adults. And, and uh, I would take the pastor's place when he was gone, and I would teach the adult class. And, and, uh, and, I, and I know that, that when we had youth service, we had youth service on Friday night, Brother Alex. And, and, uh, and so the first few times before I became youth leader, the pastor came and, and uh, he, he would take care of it, kind of. And then one night he said, now I'm going to, this is yours tonight. You do whatever and I'm just going to be here to help. And uh, I don't know, something happened to me when I got up. I felt kind of like I do tonight. I felt the Holy Ghost moving on me. And I began to teach and preach and preach and whatever. And I won't forget it because on a Sunday night, he came to me and he said, Brother McGee, I want to talk to you in my office. I said, oh Lord, what now? What in the world have I done? So I went and sat in the pastor's office and he looked across the desk at me and looked right into my eyes and he said, Brother McGee, I must ask you a, a straightforward question and I want to answer. As the Lord called you to preach. Ooh, that's staggering. Man, do I got to answer that now? Can I pray about it or something? You give me some time. And what come out was, yes, I think so. And he said, yes, I thought so. So here I am tonight, all these years later, a man standing in your presence and trying to minister to you what God has given me. It was funny that because the next day after all of this with the triglycerides and all my tests and and everything, the next day they said, well, your doctor will call you. They wouldn't, give me, wouldn't tell me nothing at the hospital. Your doctor will call you. So uh, my doctor called me, and it, this was kind of neat because he said, I don't know why your triglycerides were so high, and now they're not. All I can say is just keep on doing what you're doing. 
That's been a lot of years ago. And every time I've went and had triglycerides checked, they've always been low. Great. Come on. So all you that's got the triglyceride problem, I'm going to tell you the same God that healed me can heal you. If I can just say it this way, I really believe that there is a ram that's waiting in the thicket, amen, to take your place, to be a sacrifice for you, to do something in your behalf. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So that's what I want to preach to you tonight. I want to preach, preach the ram part because the Lord is always working on your ram part. Can I say it? Hallelujah. No matter what you're going through this evening, he has a ram caught in the thicket that is ready to take your place. Glory. I feel this. I feel it. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord. I'm, I, must, I must remind us that a renewed promise that does not always come easy. Glory. How many times have you asked the Lord, Lord, I need to hear the promise one more time. Come on. Send somebody to say it to me again. Renew it in my ears, God, the thing that you promised maybe years ago. Don't even know how many years ago, but he may just have to send somebody along, and I've had that done to me, time after time, the Lord speak it to me again. And some of those things have not come to pass yet, son, but you know what? My ear is still open. I believe the last time it was spoken to me was before I had heart surgery right in this church standing about right here, and God spoke it into my ears again. That the revival that you've been looking for you're going you're gonna, to, I'm going to take you through this too. Come on. That's what he said. I'm going to take you through this too. And, I, and I'm going to let you see some of this revival. I don't know how much of this I'm going to be able to see. But I'm going to tell you something. I've seen some of it, but I believe God's not through yet. I believe there's still, Brother James, a lamb or a, or a ram that's caught in a thicket that's waiting. Come on. To bring this great revival, it's going to take a sacrifice of us to get that revival started. Woo! It's going to take us to move to get him to move. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. I began to think about this as I was sitting at my desk just kind of studying this over again and looking it over. You know how it is after, after we've been through this a while and after we've waited so long for the promise and Abraham had waited on the promise. He'd had to wait some 15 years for that promise to come true. I got to thinking about it and, and I thought, of, I thought of, uh, of Jacob when he wrestled with the angel all night. And finally, you know, he... He got in a wrestling match with that angel and the angel touched his thigh. Amen. Threw it out of socket. And the Bible lets us know that he, he needed that cane. That staff that he had, he, he needed it. It even speaks of a time when he was walking. Amen. He's going back to meet his brother. And the Bible said that he, he, 
had to lean on his staff a while because the leg was hurting so bad. Come on. <laughs> this is a guy that got the blessing, but he's got a limp. Come on, church. Somebody needs to hear me tonight because I don't care. You may walk with a limp. You may be a little sick. You may have diabetes. You may have heart problems. You may have had cancer. And there may be a time that you have to lean on the staff and say, okay, God, I'm waiting a little while. It's been a long journey, but I'm expecting an end to this journey. I'm expecting to find a ram that's caught in a thicket that's ready to take my place. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, oh Jesus. I feel like I'm speaking to somebody now. There's some of you that's went through the, the, the thing so long. You've prayed about it and you've, you've left it in God's hands and, and you're just saying, you know what? I'm tired in the journey, Lord. Understand that I've been walking this journey and I've, I've not given up on you, Lord, but I'm tired and I'm weary with the journey and I have to lean on the staff. I'm leaning on you, Lord. I'm leaning on you, Lord, but I'm waiting on an answer. I'm waiting on a ram to caught in the thicket. I'm waiting to find my ram. Hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We begin to, uh, our faith begins to wean and waver at the promise. Anybody with me? If you had to wait 15 years, you're wary with it. You elders listening to me tonight at home, I guarantee you, You've been leaning on the staff for a while. But I'm going to tell you, there's a ram that's caught in a thicket someplace. Woo! Woo! I said there's a ram that's caught in a thicket someplace. Just ready to take your place. Hallelujah. Oh, woo, glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. I don't know about you. That there's times I have to replay things in my, on my head. Things that God has spoken to me and spoken unto this church. I have went to those tapes sometimes. Brother Mason, I have literally sat and written down everything that was said concerning the church. And I've still got them at home on the paper and I've, I've typed them out and he, and if you'll remember, some of them, I think I even run off copies and give to the church. I haven't thrown that away. I haven't thrown that tape away either. And there's every now and then I find my place uh, going back. And Brother Alex, I get that tape out and I'll get my office and I'll plug my earbuds in. And, and one more time, Sister Sheila, I'll listen to what God has promised. Oh, we need not to throw the promises away. Come on. We need to not let them fade out of our minds. Come on. The devil would like you to forget about it. Come on. He, and he'll even tell you, it's never going to happen. But I'm here to tell somebody tonight, you that's been waiting, it's about to happen. Come on. Oh, I believe 2020 is a year of change. Come on. I believe 21 is a year of change that God is about to do something in the midst of a pandemic. Lord, oh, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, I feel it in here. Praise God. 
I, I, I was listening to the news the other night and I told Sister McGee, you know, they said, well, it's slowing down. Said, yeah, our, our, our shots is about to do it. And I told Sister McGee, I said, that bunch of people, they're relying on science. What they don't know is God said it's enough for right now. Come on. It wasn't their shot that done it. There was a ram caught in the thicket for us. Come on. Somebody said for us. Woo! Glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. It ain't science that's going to do it. It's going to be God that does it. Well, glory. Hallelujah. Woo! I have to renew the promise in my ear. Come on. The minister of the church, my own ministry. What God has spoken. When I start questioning it, I've got to go back and listen to it again. Come on, to reassure me. And I felt like, I don't know, but when God began, when I was sitting there at my desk and, 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 and had two sermons laying before me, and the Lord said, that ain't it. Said, okay, Lord, what? So I just began to flip pages. And when I got to this one, he said, let's just do this. Okay, well, yeah, I know. I'm going to tell you it. You ever, I, there, yeah, have you ever watched a, a, a movie that really got a hold of you and you can sit and watch it over and over and, and it don't get old, you, you feel good about it? Lord, there's some things in the church that God has placed in my ears that never will leave. And I like to rehearse it because I like hearing it again. Glory. And I want to tell you something. There is people that slipped away from this church that still aren't happy. And believe it or not, there is some things, even though they would never admit it, but there is some remissing, reminiscing of things going on in their ears. That's why they're not happy. Come on. You cannot push the calling of God aside. You cannot push God aside. Once you have become acquainted with him. He's an on time God. Yes he is. He's an on time God. Yes he is. Come on. Whew, glory. Hallelujah. Abraham's promise came by faith. Come on, church. I said Abraham's promise came by faith. And what I need you to realize tonight, that your promise will have to come by faith also. And I have to pray to the Lord and I say, Lord, I need to hear it again and again and again. Keep on, Lord. Telling me again. Tell me again, Lord. Tell me again, Lord. Tell me again. I need a reassurance. There are some people in the house that need some reassurance that God is still with you, that he hasn't left you, that he's still going to do what he said he would do. He's going to refresh and renew you again. Oh, Jesus, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Somebody say yes. Oh, say it again. Yes. Say it yes again. Yes. Tell the devil yes. yes. 
I got my helper back here. Thank you, Asher. He's, he preaches with me. Oh, I love it. Praise the Lord. I'll be a preacher one of these days, Sister Ashley. Glory, glory. He's already got the anointing. Thank you, Jesus. Genesis 15 and 4 tells the story. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, kind of talking to, talking to Abraham, but he's talking about Ishmael, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. Uh-huh. And then Genesis 17 and 16, speaking of Sarah, and I will bless her and give to thee a son also of her. He said, I know, I know you've, you've got Ishmael on your mind, but that's not the promised one. Come on, church. Come on. There's some things that God has done and, and there's some things that sometimes we get to a place that we want to help God out. And that's what Sarah thought she was doing. She thought she was helping God out. She'd been better off never to stop in Egypt because they picked up Hagar from there. <laughs> Come on, if I hadn't had Hagar, there wouldn't have been an Ishmael. Come on. And Ishmael and you know, is still fighting today. There, there's still a cross in that relationship that have not been straightened out. Oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you, church, we need to listen for the promise and take it to heart and not let it go. Come on. Oh, if I could tell you some way that when you get a hold of the promise, you need to hold on to it. Come on. You need to embrace it. You need to believe it. You need to never let go of the promise. Come on. Hallelujah. It will come to pass. I don't know how many years it's going to take, but I'm going to tell you one thing. The promise is real and it's steadfast and it's unmovable. When God speaks it into your, come on, into your mind and into your spirit, it will come to pass. Glory. Hallelujah. Hold on to your promise. Glory. Glory, glory. Hold on to your promise. If you don't, it's allowed to fall. I need somebody to lean on my staff, I guess. Just, I'll put it right here, buddy. It'll be a good shape there. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. And I will bless her and give to thee a son of her. Yea, and I will bless her. And she shall be a mother of nations. Kings of people shall be of her. He said, I'm not only going to make you a son of promise, but there's going to be sons and daughters that's going to follow. Come on. God is going to make many out of something that seemed so small, a promise that I had to wait on for 15 years, God's going to grow a great nation out of the promise. I want to remind you that God said he would 
would build a church. Come on. Here. Come on. I promised. I promised I would. Let me tell you. If there is 2,900 people in here that never darkens a church door, I believe we've got room for that promise to come true. You hear me? 2,900 people in Mount Carmel never darken a church door. 40% of the cities, amen, will never go to church. I think we've got to change that. We got to get so excited, so engrossed with God, so engrossed in our prayers that we will not give up. That I will not stop. That you will not stop. That we encourage each each other. Come on. We need to exhort each other to pray. Exhort. I said we need to exhort each other to pray. That means that you just keep after somebody. Come on, that you don't give up. That you say, hey, it's time to go to prayer. Come on. When it comes before church time, it's time to pray. Not a five-minute prayer. Come on. Long prayers. Come on. Makes big revivals. Come on. Hallelujah. We're going to have to pray long and hard, but I'm going to tell you, there is a ram that's caught in the thicket for this church. Come on. Hallelujah. There's a ram caught in a thicket for your healing. There's a ram caught in a thicket for your deliverance. Come on. There's a ram caught in a thicket for your problem. And God has not forgot what he's, the promise that he's given you. How many years has it been since Sheila? 10, 12, 13 years. I remember this little lady coming in. She wasn't going to miss church. She come and she sat on the back row. We just tell everybody she's sitting back there in the back. Just a little, let her sit there. Don't, don't, don't get close to her. Don't bother. Let her go out first. Come on. Hallelujah. And she was faithful. And she came. And guess what? She didn't catch nothing. And I never heard one peep out of her. I never heard nothing negative. She come through it like a trooper. I know, she probably thought she was weak, but I'm going to tell you, she's strong. When we get weak, he gets strong. Come on. When we can't carry the burden, he'll carry it for us. When we can't seem to find deliverance, he'll find a ram that's caught in a thicket for you. Oh, Lord. Brother Terry, that journey's been long. And it probably, it probably seems like it's never going to come to an end. Come on. I've had out surgery after surgery after surgery, and I'm still in pain. But I'm going to tell you something. There's a staff you can lean on. There's a staff you can lean on. Take hold of your promise, brother. Don't let go of your promise. Come on. Woo! I know. Sometimes we take a look 
and we think it'll never happen. I'll never be able to run again. But I'm telling you, I'm standing on a promise that he will. Come on. And I believe there's a ram that's caught in the picket for this very hour for Brother Terry. is real as he is now he was then he still is he's the same yesterday today and forever he don't change the bible said there's no shadow of turning in him no variableness at all in him Jesus Christ the same yesterday today and forever Glory. Sister Sam, you've been around here a long time. And I like what Pastor always says. God keeps good records. There's one thing I really look up to Sister Sam. And when you get discouraged, sometimes you miss church and things. But I'm going to tell you something. One thing that Sister Sam has always done in all of her weariness, in all of the not sure the answer is going to come, she keeps coming back to church. And Sister Sam, every time you think that God's forgot you, I want you to remember that you need to just hold on to your promise. You need to hold on to your promise. There's a ram caught in the thicket for the very problem you're going through. And you can visit him and keep on visiting him. But there's an answer coming. If you'll hold fast, come on church. If we'll hold fast to the promise, there is an answer coming. I s- yes. oh, 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 oh. Woo. Glory. Here's some people that knows about the promise. No babies. Can't have any. We want children. Lord, we need a miracle. God's going to send a miracle. It's on its way right now. I know it's going to happen. How? On His promise.
And all at once, out of nowhere, how did this happen so quick? Here comes a bouncing baby boy. I was there for that, too. And then there comes another one. Two blessings. I got there a little late the second time. Just a little late. I could hear her hollering. My pastor's not here yet. You can't take me yet. Mama said she's been hollering to him. You can't go yet because my pastor's not here. But the promises came. And in all that they've been through, one thing they've done, they still got to hold the promise. Glory. Sister Jen, it wasn't by mistake that God had you in an apostolic church when you was a kid. Here you are with all these promises. What a great blessing. Mercy. I'm looking for the day when Brother Kevin gets a Holy Ghost. And I get to see that big old guy dancing in the Spirit. Come on. I'm going to get Hunter because he was supposed to be here tonight. He said, I'll see you at 6 o'clock. Well, he's way late. I guess I'm going to have to remind him of the promise. And I don't know, but Kevin said, I'll probably see you tonight. And he bailed out on me. Okay, she's got one that's sick. Okay, we'll give. Okay. Raven needs prayer. There's a ram in the thicket for Raven. Yes, sir. There's a ram in the thicket. You know, she could go home tonight and then Raven could be all right. God. Come on. How many believes that there's a ram that caught in the thicket and God did take care of Raven before Sister Jen even gets home? Jesus, Jesus. I gotta hurry. I'm, I'm taking too long to get to the message. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. Genesis 18, 10 through 13. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah, thy wife, shall have a son. And Sarah heard him in the tent door, which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of women. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself. Don't say she laughed out loud. Saying, After I am waxed old, shall I have pleasure? My Lord being old also. 
we're past having kids, and you mean we're going to have pleasure? And the Lord said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I surely bear a child which is am old? And God renewed the promise to Abraham three times, according to Bible. And, and, and Bible numerologists say the number three represents divine completeness and perfection. Many times God will tell you more than once that I'm going to do this. I can't tell you how many he's reassured me time after time of the promise. But three is the time of perfection. If I could just understand that God, after three times of you answering to me, then God, I know that you're going to do it. Amen. Hallelujah. Three times. Amen. The man of God asked God to take care of this thing in my body. And three times God told him, my grace is sufficient. In other words, it's complete. I'll take care of you through it. In other words, I'm going to take care of the promise. You keep leaning on the promise because it's going to come true. I will take care of you. I may not take it away, but I'll take care of the issue. I'll give you the grace to stand the pressure and the pain. Oh, hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When Abraham was preparing to sacrifice his son and battling the very thought, hey, he had his, he had his knife. He had his knife. I should have done like all of you. Trevor knows how to do it. I should have him up here doing it for me, I guess. When Abraham was preparing to sacrifice Isaac, he was even battling the very thought in his mind. I want to remind you, while he was having all these things go over in his mind, what am I going to do? I've already told my son that, that God will prepare himself a lamb. He had already told the men waiting on him, we're going to go worship and we'll be back. We will return. The promise is, I will return. Glory. Said, oh, Abraham, here he is. He's, he's getting ready to offer Isaac. He places, he builds him an altar, and he, place, he binds Isaac, and he places him on the altar. And the Bible said he gets a knife. He gets a knife out. And the Bible says that he draws back that knife and he's about ready to come down and the Lord calls to Abraham. Tells him, Abraham, don't, don't lay your hand on the sun. Don't you do anything. Hallelujah. Because now I know that you'll give your only begotten son. I know that your faith is sure. You know what? Sometimes God just knows, wants to know that our faith is sure, that we do believe him. And whatever he tells us to do, he wants to, he wants to know that we believe him. He didn't stop him until he got the knife out and started to come down and he stopped him. Come on, church. Could we do that? Would we do that? Come on, church. Hallelujah. Come on, would our faith waver? Hey, this ain't right. This ain't God talking. This is not a good thing, you know. Hey, I, don't, I can't. I... But Abraham didn't question God. 
Glory. He was ready to give his son. Amen. He was ready to give his son. And while he was walking up the one side of the mountain, may I tell you that what he didn't know is God was preparing a lamb and that lamb was coming up the other side of the mountain. Woo! God always works upstream. I'll never forget it. Brother Wilson preached a message. Amen. I remember at... Uh, I remember at Chandler, Indiana, I was, I was asked to preach one of those services, and, and he preached the other. I don't remember where I went first or he. I don't even remember. Amen. It should have been him going first, and then I wouldn't even have to preach. But anyway. But that's what he preached on, is God always is working upstream. Another reason, God is setting things up before we ever get there. Abraham did not realize that God was working on the other side of the mountain when he was taking care of things on the top and had the altar built, had the knife out getting ready to come down on Isaac that God had already done something on the other side of the mountain. Come on, God's got a ram that's prepared for you already. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. God is always working on the rampart in your life. He's working on the promise in your life to fulfill it. Somebody say rampart. Somebody shout escape. Come on. He's your escape. He's got something to let you escape it. Oh, glory. To Abraham and Sarah, the sacrifice that must be offered is the gift that has brought them joy. Isaac, and his very name means laughter. Glory. The mention of him brought laughter them both to them both before he was ever born. They both laughed when he, when he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you have a child. Even in your old age, she's going to bear a child. Even when you're past childbearing, come on, when you don't even function, I'm going to make it happen. Come on. Because there's a promise. Sister Mac, Mickey Megan sings that song. There's a promise coming down the dusty road. Glory. Hallelujah. Can I tell you that there's a promise that's coming? It's done headed for your situation. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Touch Raven right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I bind the sickness in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm claiming the word of God right now through the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Now, I must tell you, the sacrifice that the Lord really wanted was not Isaac. Now, hold on to this. God opened my eyes to something if I ever seen them opened. Hallelujah. It wasn't Isaac. No, 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 not at all. But Abraham is the sacrifice. As soon as Abraham raised the knife, the sacrifice was satisfied. As soon as his faith was released to take his only son's life, the sacrifice was met. Oh, oh Jesus. Hallelujah. I must tell you that a lot of times the promise is just waiting on us. Come on. 
It's up to us. It's, it's he wants us to give ourselves to him. Come on. He wants to wor- he wants us to worship him. <laughs> oh, 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 Jesus. Sometimes Asher, he wants us just to he wants us to jump and worship a little bit, Asher. Come on, sometimes he just wants us to jump. Say? Yeah. Woo! Yes, sir. He's got his hand going, buddy. It's all right. Sometimes that's all he wants. He said, if you'll worship, I'll take care of the promise. Come on. It's done. Yeah. Come on. The ram's done caught in the thicket. All it's waiting is on you to take him. I'll take his place. Come on. I'll take his place. Oh, oh. come on. He's waiting on the promise. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. All power to be right and to do right begins with an offering up of ourselves. <laughs> Maybe we need to sing that song. I'm yours, Lord. Everything I've got. Come on. Yeah. yeah. I'm yours. Lord, whatever you need, whatever you want me to do, Lord, I'm yours. Glory. Hallelujah. I want you to know something. The Lord did not tell Abraham to kill Isaac. Genesis 22, 2. And he said unto him, Take now thy son, thy only son Isaac, whom thou lovest, and get thee to the land of Moriah, and offer him. All he's doing is looking for a willing vessel that will be obedient. Come on. Did, did, he, not, did he not tell Saul that an obedience is better than sacrifice? He said, all I'm looking for is somebody to offer. Come on. Come on. I'm waiting on you to offer yourself. Just, I want you. Just, I, I want you. Come on. I want you. And if you'll give me of yourself, I'll fulfill the promise. I'll take care of it. It's still in the wing. All you got to do is grab it. Come on. The promise is done waiting on you. It's, it's waiting on you to surrender. If we'll surrender, the promise is there. Hallelujah. I found out something I really didn't know. He said, I want you to get into the land of Moriah and offer him there. That word, that Moriah there means the most velement or energetic in Hebrew. The energetic. I'll let my mom remind you of that next time the room needs cleaned or anything, you know. See, the Lord is waiting on you to offer yourself. I'm trying to hurry, y'all. And when the real victim is slain, there will be a ram caught in the thicket. I said, when the real victim is slain, when your flesh is slain, there'll be a ram in the thicket. Come on. In your time of sacrifice and testing, God always has a ram on its way to take your place. 
The sacrifice and the testing is never meant for your demise, but it's meant for your betterment. It'll draw you nearer to God. It'll do something for your relationship with you. God is never satisfied with our brass when he knows that we got silver and gold. Come on now. I said God is not satisfied with our brass when he knows we can produce gold and silver. Oh, 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 Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. See, what it is, is he knows what we're capable of. And I say right now that I believe many in this church is living below their capabilities. In fact, I know that for a fact because I've seen you in operation. I've seen what God can do through you. Come on. I've seen him use you in the gifts of the Spirit. I've seen God minister to one another. Come on. This is something that used to be a common thing among our church that we ministered to each other through tongues and interpretation of tongues. Come on. Gifts. Come on. You know what started all that? It was the prayer room that started it. You know what started really our, our, our good, genuine worship? It's when Brother and Sister Mason started bringing the kids to the front. And they began to worship up front. And that started something that's never stopped. But I'm telling you, if, we don't, if we're not careful, it's dwindling. We can never allow that to stop. What I'm telling you, that's part of the promise. And we need to grab a hold of the promise and say, I'm going to worship. I'm going to praise him. Come on. I'm, don't ever let the devil find you when you're not worshiping God. Glory. If he catches us not worshiping, he's going to find something to keep you on your seat. Time after time when you come through the doors, you'll be feeling bad. There'll be something going on in your body. He'll, yeah, yeah. Right. Amen, Sister Sheila. He'll, do, he'll keep you right on the seat if you'll allow him to. But if you'll take hold of the promise and say, listen, I'm going to get what I need tonight. Jesus. See, Abraham was always, he was always protecting the promise. You know why? Because it was so long coming. Yet when the Lord spoke to him, he got up the next morning after God had spoken and he started off for Moriah. I think sometimes we sit and wait too long. Sarah, she even tried to help God out. She, uh, Ishmael was born, and that was nothing but a mistake. It was a problem. Always in, her, always in front of her, that problem was. He was mocking Isaac. He was making fun of him. Just remember that the Lord has a ram caught in the thicket somewhere just waiting to take your place. Some of you have waited for so long for the answer that you think it's never going to come. But I'm here to tell you that there is a ram caught in the thicket somewhere just waiting on you. Acts 17, 27, and I'm coming to close. 
that they should seek the Lord, if haply they might feel after him and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. He is so much closer than we give him credit for. Abraham just turned around and there's that ram caught in the thicket. While he was coming up the front side, the ram was coming up the back side. The promise and the sacrificer met. Sister Brenda, there's a ram caught in the thicket. I think she about met the ram this morning. Really what the Lord wants is a living sacrifice. He don't want the dead. He's looking for you that are still alive. Could we stand? I'm going to open this altar tonight because I feel like there's some people that maybe need to renew their promise. They need to just come up and kneel down and shut your eyes and just think about that promise and what you really feel like the Lord's going to do for you. Maybe that needs to be re hearsed in your ears keep it before you always before you always remember it always pray about it through the day speak it out oh Jesus glory 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 thank you Jesus keep it before you always brother Andrew God's not done with you not done with your family my goodness, you've got beautiful kids here and fine-looking boys here. Well, actually a young man. In fact, just to remember how far this boy's come. Tears start come to my eyes. God has done something great for this young man right here. Thank God there was a ram caught in the thicket. I'm proud of you, Aiden. Asher, you're young, but I'm proud of you, son. I'm proud of you, Asher. You're a worshiper already. Come out here and worship with me. Come on, that's it. Come on, let's start him early. You want the promise to come through? Start it early.
God, children sees what goes on in the church. I'm thankful that we're not past this, but I began to wonder for a while. But God is still real, and He's still standing on the promise. I love y'all. This altar's open. God bless. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.